Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It's our number three of the Greg Peterson experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we've got a tremendous hour for you as in 15 minutes. We're going to be joined by the analytics capper himself, Albert Wynn. We're going to tie a bow around week 12 of the NFL, take a look at a little bit of week 13 and just get some of his overall thoughts. I've also got to ask him, what should we do for our player prop for Monday Night Football for Betsgiving? We're in it, guys. They made this show a 20 to 1 underdog. Very, very, very short sighted of those odds makers. And right now we're pretty much in a tie for third. We've got a chance to be able to wreck the apple cart. Do we go big? Do we go somewhere in the middle? Do we go home? We are not going home. I can tell you that right now. So we are going to be going for whatever we can. We're already locked in in terms of this side. I laid two and a half with the Colts. Figured got to get it now. We, You can't, if you like a side, if you're sitting at two and a half, you can't let it get to three. If it gets down to two, you accept the fact that you lost half a point of value. If he gets a three, then you're really playing with fire. So I decided to lock that in right away. But, yep, we've got to get his thoughts, see what we should be going with. I've been looking more and more at it. Do we perhaps try to look at some plus money on under a half a sack with TJ Watt as well? So we're really getting exotic on some of these props. We are scouring the entire menu to be able to find a winner that is going to put us in position to be able to win this thing. So there's a lot Riding on this, and with that said, 
There's a lot riding on the college basketball card for Monday as well, because along with bets giving, we got to try to find you guys some winners here, because I know that there's a lot of you guys are invested in bets giving, but there's a lot of you guys that are invested in day-to-day bankroll building. So let's get into that right now as the ACC Big Ten Challenge, it kicks off on Monday, and it's going to be kicking off with this game. At the top of the board, 801-802, Minnesota is on the road against Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, anywhere between a 12.5 to a 13-point favorite total on this game, is between 129 and 130.5. We've seen this drop a little bit as Virginia Tech originally was a 13.5 point favorite. If you're still seeing the 13s to the 13.5s, I think that there's value. I wouldn't take 12.5 with Minnesota because I did set Minnesota a 12.5 point underdog myself. So I would need at least a 13 to fire in on them. And right now, really, the only place I'm seeing in the market is DraftKings at that 12.5, though. I do think that we are probably going to be continuing to see a little bit of steam come in here. Actually, Circa opened up Minnesota as a 14-point underdog. That's pretty much the best value you could have gotten, in my opinion. But when it comes to Minnesota, they now have Jamison Battle back in the fold, and I think that that is very critical for them in this game because now you've got Battle and Dawson Garcia. Dawson Garcia is a six foot eleven, little bit of a combo player that Miami's had Marquette a few seasons ago. Buried thirty six percent of his threes thus far this season. He's been able to contribute about fifteen or so points per contest. And Jameson Battle, when he was fully healthy for Minnesota last season, right around fifteen points, six to seven rebounds per game. Really a rock solid player, and he's come back and he's been able to put in there twenty eight points in his first two games of the season. So so far so good on that front. And then when it comes to the flip side for Virginia Tech. Just all about the versatility of Justin Mutz. And I do think that having Jamison Battle back, that is really going to be able to help out with that matchup because with Virginia Tech and what you're able to get out of Mutz, he's just a Swiss Army knife guy for this team. Nine rebounds, 12 points, four assists, a steal per contest. Not necessarily burying a lot of threes this season, but he's capable of doing so. And then Grandpa Sile, who comes in from Wright State, he has been Mr. Wright for this team. 15 points, five boards, right around Six foot nine, he's able to shoot 44% from three-point range of Virginia Tech. How about this for efficiency? 8.1 turnovers per game. That is absolutely insane. I recognize that they play at a little bit of a snail's pace. This is not a Virginia Tech team that is going to be getting out of source. Out of 363 D1 teams, they're ranking right around 300th in terms of possessions per game. But I mean, just that sort of efficiency itself, it is something to behold. And for Minnesota, this has always been a team that, under the tutelage of their coach and Mr. Ben Johnson, they are looking to really not beat themselves or as well looking to make these smart plays. They've got Tavon Cooper who comes in for more. I'd say he's done a nice job dishing out about seven assists, three turnovers per game, but they really don't have a lot else in the backcourt. But I do think that those two guys up front in Garcia and Battle, they're good enough to be able to keep them at bay in this game because you know that this is a Virginia Tech backcourt that is going to be able to win that battle. Darius Maddox along with Hunter Couture, they're combining to average about 21.5 points per contest. Maddox last season shot darn near 50% from three-part range. Couture this season shooting 41% from three and then Sean Padula has had to pick up the mantle from Storm Murphy at that point guard spot and so far so good. 17 points, four assists, shooting 37% from three but I do think that now having Jameson Battle back in the fold for Minnesota, very big for them. Willing to take 13 or more. And I set my total really low. You've got a Minnesota team that doesn't necessarily bury a lot of threes. A Virginia Tech team that I mentioned it. They're good at not turning the ball over. So they get the most out of their possessions. But they play really slowly. They've been able to improve their defensive efficiency a little bit. So set my total. I had a 126.5. I'm looking under and at 13 or more. I'm going to be willing to take the points with Minnesota. How about if we take a look at another game involving another power conference team? 
This is 815, 816. This, in my opinion, is an under-the-radar, sneaky, good matchup. Seattle's on the road facing off against Washington. Washington is anywhere between a 5 to a 6-point favorite. DraftKings is right now in the middle at a 5.5, and, and your total on this game is anywhere between 138.5 and 139.5. And, and I said Seattle's a 3.5-point underdog. Now, with Seattle, they've been dealing with a few ailments, as you saw Cam Tyson miss their game against a non-D1 opponent a few days ago. He should be good to go in this one, but they're probably going to be missing Riley Grigsby. They were their two top returning players, but Cameron Tyson has been just a walking bucket when he's been out there for Seattle. In the three games that he's played in this season, he's averaging darn near 28 points per contest. He has been absolutely terrific, and this is a Seattle team that they were in the top 50 last season and points a lot on a per-possession basis, and I mean, this entire whack is full of really good defensive teams if you're looking for a little bit of a non-conference betting angle because of whack. They had as many defenses in the Kempom top 50 last season as the ACC. This is a whack conference that just top to bottom is solid, and you've got Chris Victor, who took over just a nightmare of a situation last season, and he's pretty much been able to make a lemonade out of lemons at this point. He's brought in Alex Schumacher with the injury that we are seeing to our good friend in Riley Grigsby, and he's become a Swiss Army Knife guy. 11.5 points, 5 boards, 3.5 rebounds, or 3.5 assists per game. Omeka Odeni down low. He's a nice 6 foot 6 a little bit of a combo player that's able to give you 5 rebounds per game. And for Washington, they really slowed down quite a bit. You recall the last few seasons, they were going up-tempo with Mike Hopkins. It clearly was not looking. Instead, they decided to go big. They bring in someone in Kentucky transfer, Keon Brooks, who... He's not a guy that's going to bomb it from three. He's not going to get really up the down the floor too much. But at six foot seven, 15 points, seven rebounds, rock solid player. Keenan or Keon Menefield, right around 12 points per game. He's coming as freshman. He's been a nice surprise. Franny Kepadog has been able to do a nice job down low, right around seven rebounds per game out of him as well. This is a Washington team that last season they were one of the faster teams that you were able to find among power conference teams. They now rank outside the top 200 in terms of total possessions per game, and they're coming off of a massive overtime win against St. Mary's. So you've got a lot of good things that are happening for Washington. Meanwhile, for Seattle, this team has just time and time again been able to get the job done. They're a team that is currently undefeated themselves with a few nice wins on their resume. So I do think that is an intriguing ordeal. I actually like what I've seen out of Washington this year. Out of some of these teams that have been good, good surprises through the good and the bad, they've actually been a little bit better. But I do think that with Seattle, the way that they have their backcourt firing all cylinders and the way that they just do such a good job on defense, that is going to be able to keep them within arm's reach in this game with Seattle. In terms of total possessions per game, they're certainly not a slow team. They're right around 113th, but I think that they're going to be able to bear down in this matchup. I think both teams are really going to be relying upon strength upon strength. So I set this total at a 135.5. I'm going to be willing to go under the current number. And when it comes to Seattle U, set them as a 3.5 point underdog. So getting north of 5 like I am seeing across the board going to be in on Seattle and the Redhawks. How about if we go with Troy versus Arkansas? 809, 810 on the board. It is Arkansas that finds themselves a pretty sizable favorite on the board. Anywhere between 18 and a half and 19 point favorites, as a matter of fact. And your total on this game is anywhere between 140 and 140 and a half with Arkansas. You got to figure that Nick Smith most likely going to be out of the fold. And if he does play, that is the star McDonald's All-American freshman for Arkansas. It's going to be very limited. He's been out all season long, but how about what we saw out of Arkansas? Over there in Maui. Now, very, very interesting ordeal in their last game. Thoughts and prayers to anyone that had San Diego State in that game. 
That was not good. Our good friend, Mr. Butler, did not help out your bet there whatsoever. But that said, with this Arkansas team, who did help out your bet if you were on Arkansas is Anthony Black, as in those three games that we saw in Maui, it was really his coming out party. He had been relatively pedestrian up until that point. He put up 26 a pair of times, and then in that game against San Diego State, he had 15 in that tournament, 22.5 points, 4.3 assists, 1.7 seals per game, where his average is. So you do like what you're seeing out of Anthony Black. This is not a team that has necessarily that one dominant player down low. They've got the Mitchell brothers who have been able to combine for right around seven rebounds per game. But I like what Trayvon Brazil is able to do. Nice combo player at six foot nine was really a little bit of an afterthought with Missouri last season. But he's come on and he's really been able to up his game. 13 points, eight boards. He's able to bury over 40% of his threes. But with this Troy team, it's a case where the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Scott Cross has really done a nice job of helping out a Troy Trojans bunch that they just weren't looking solid before. And now you got a pair of guys in Kiefer Punter and Nelson Phillips in the backcourt that are combining for five assists, 22 and a half points, 10 rebounds. And Phillips, he's been able to generate more than three seals per game. This is a Troy team that they just make like miserable for you. They get so many turnovers. And Arkansas is sort of the same way. I think both teams are going to be able to turn each other over because both of these teams, they generate over 15 turnovers per game. Those are one of the top marks in all of college basketball. But I think that this summer is a little bit too lofty on Troy. This is a Troy Trojans bunch I said as a 17-point underdog. We've seen this go to, in some places, as high as 19. And I think that this is a little bit of disrespect. Arkansas doesn't necessarily have that just super-duper size to completely overwhelm Troy. And I think that Troy is going to do a little bit of pickpocketing, get some seals, leading to some open layups. So I also do like this total over as well. And something else I like, being joined by Albert Wynn to take a look at some NFL. We're going to do that next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. 
Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never see me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my (laughs) Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's chill mattresses beat the heat with ultra cool covers that whisk away heat so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the chill collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great too. With thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Morning, this is the product of Nicotine, Nicotine, and Nicotine, it is an addictive chemical as this segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, which is a surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. If you're a smoker or dipper who's tried to make change in the past and no one is blaming you for thinking that newer nicotine take newer nicotine pouches, they have one thing in common, they don't work, they're either too complicated or they don't provide the satisfaction that you're looking for, but Zen Nicotine Pouches, they might surprise you. Unlike other forms of nicotine, Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco leaf free. Its upper lift pouch means that you don't have to spit, so dippers, you can throw away those spit bottles. Plus, Zen is very low profile, enough to be able to take around with you anywhere at any time, so you might be surprised at how simple and satisfying Zen really is. Buy online at Zen.com or find a store that is nearest you at Zyn.com. That is Z-Y-N.com. As it is a Greg Peterson experience, I'm Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Always great to be joined by Albert Wynn. You know him better as the analytics capper himself. And Albert, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Greg, thank you for having me on the show. I love this doing every Sunday night with you. Uh, There's so much to talk about, but I think we're going to dive into the beautiful NFL slate that was today. Oh, absolutely. And what did you make out of it? Because I feel like if you're on the right side of these beats, it was just as glorious as glorious gets. And I'm sure that there are other people if you took, oh, I don't know, the Ravens, the Seattle Seahawks, you're able to go down the line that it was a pretty tough day. So depending upon how it broke for you, this is either one where you're feeling super, super high or super, super low. And I always think that it's very important to keep things in the middle, no matter how good or bad your Sunday went. 100% there. Definitely never get too high or too low. With that being said, Greg, I was 7-0 heading into Sunday night football. I had the Packers plus 6.5, so I feel like that bad beat 
kind of covered some of those lucky wins uh, earlier during the day. But for me personally, it was awesome. Yep, it always is awesome to take a look at it. And just in terms of that Sunday night game, how about if we start right there? Because with the Packers, they have Aaron Rodgers leave the game. But I actually really liked what I saw to Jordan Love. And if Jordan Love goes out there next week against the Chicago Bears, I wouldn't feel too bad about backing them. I'm not sure where you stand here because, I mean, that game is just all out of sorts. Who knows if we get Justin Fields back? Who knows if Aaron Rodgers is going to be out there or not? This is just completely unbettable at this point. But if more information comes out and you get something like Jordan Love against Trevor Simeon, I wouldn't feel too bad about backing the Packers. Yeah, I mean, with the Packers sitting at 4 and 8, Greg, I if I, if I was running the Packers today, I would have Jordan Love start the rest of the season, to be honest. Uh, like you said, he did not look bad at all. He was, ended the game 6 for 9, 113 yards, one touchdown. Uh, the full quarter that he played in the fourth, he did beat the Eagles 10-6 there. So, I mean, he looked great. And honestly, Aaron Rodgers was nursing that thumb all week long. So I'm, I'm sure Jordan Love got a lot of first-team reps during practice all week. So... I, I think he looked great. I think he needs to use his legs. Again, it's a very, very small sample size. We just watched about a quarter and a half of him play. Um, but as far as moving forward, the Packers as an organization needs to see what they have in Jordan Love. And sitting at 4-8 and eight, the next five games is actually perfect, perfect opportunity for them to do so. Yep, I agree with you. I do think that it is very important to know sort of what you've got. I know that Aaron Rodgers probably not going to want to hear that, but I do think that it is important just for the Packers as a whole to be able to just identify perhaps just a little bit of something there. And then when it comes to the other quarterback that was thrown in the fray, we're not going to bring up Trevor Simeon. Let's call it what it is. He is not the future of the Chicago Bears. That would be Justin Fields and would not be surprised if Justin Fields is back out there within the next few weeks. I think that they're going to want to give him some more reps. But with that said, Mike White, he was looking like Mr. Right for the for the New York Jets this week, he goes 22 of 28, 300 plus yards, pair of touchdowns. I really like what I saw out of him, and I think that it's interesting to handicap the Jets now because with the Jets, I just feel like literally they needed anyone else out there other than Zach Wilson. With his post-game comments, typically I don't make a lot out of off-the-field things when it comes to my handicapping, but he completely lost the team. They were not going to fight for him whatsoever. You could tell that they were just having a little bit more pep in their step when it came to having Mike White out there. And I think that this is big for the Jets moving forward because they've got the pieces around White to be successful. They just need him to pretty much not screw things up. I fully agree with you, Greg. I would say one caveat, though. They did play the Chicago Bears today, one of the worst yeah. defenses in the league. They didn't really have a quarterback situation until 10 minutes before kickoff. So uh, there were a lot of things working for Mike White. With that being said, 22 of 28, 315 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. The Jets covered easily 31 to 10. They could have beaten the Bears even, even by more than that. He looks great. It looks, it seems like he should have been starting the entire time this season, to be honest. I think a lot of that is the political side of, you know, so much draft equity and so much draft capital used on Zach Wilson that they had to see what he was made out of. And honestly, I just don't think that. Um, you know, Zach Wilson is a type of leader. Maybe he can become and grow into one, but he's still young. He's still a kid. He's still immature. Mike White's been around a, a couple years longer. So I, I do think Mike White is, uh, would give the Jets the best chance to win moving forward because this is a playoff-ready defense. Yep, I agree with you. I do think that Mike White is right now the guy for the Jets. 
And with Zach Wilson, I just frankly have not liked what I've seen out of him on the field, off the field. You're able to go down the list. He just has not demonstrated what you want for an NFL quarterback in regards to his play for sure. So we shall see what his future is going to be moving forward. And we shall see what the future is going to be moving forward out of the Jaguars as you had a very nice comeback win from Trevor Lawrence. Just more for me. Maybe I'm just a little bit jaded because I was on the Ravens. So another blown lead from them. This is the fourth time this year in which I have blown at least a nine-point lead in the second half to lose a game. We saw it happen once again here. I think a lot of credit needs to be given to Trevor Lawrence for being able to convert that third and 21, be able to get the team to move the chains and then ultimately win the game. But also with the Ravens, it's becoming a little bit of a theme with them. Yeah, it has been becoming a little bit of a theme this season, 2022. With that being said, it seemed like they were getting back on the right foot especially defensively. Uh, this was a, definitely a step back here. Trevor Lawrence ended the game 29 for 37, over 300 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. This was a great game because they scored that you know late, late touchdown there and then went for two to get the win with Zay Jones, and they got it. So that was exciting for that franchise. They know they're not going to make the playoffs, so they're going to go you know balls to the wall here and trying to get a couple wins. The good thing for the Ravens, though, especially for that defense, they're hosting the Denver Broncos next Sunday. If you want to get right, if you want to get your defensive numbers back where it should be, just play the Denver Broncos and you should be good to go. Yeah, oh boy. Let's dive into that as well. I mean, with the Denver Broncos, this has got to be the biggest disappointment we've seen in the NFL in a long time. I remember when Vince Young came out and said that the Philadelphia Eagles were the dream team and the only dream that they had was making the playoffs because they were nowhere close to it but I mean I can't remember a deal working out much worse for a team because Geno Smith looks just as good if not better than Russell Wilson ever was in Seattle and right now for the Denver Broncos they're just left holding the bag with 250 million dollars and they've got a guy Nathaniel Hackett that has no idea how to coach yeah it's not only that contract it's not only the head coach but they gave up a lot for Russell Wilson from a draft equity standpoint as well. Uh, tons of draft picks, not, not only this year's draft, but next year's draft. So they're going to, uh, I guess, reap the the unbenefits here for a couple years here down the line. With that being said, though, I, I think there is still some juice left in Russell Wilson. It's tough situation, right? He's going into a brand new team, brand new coaching staff. Um, I'm not, I've never been a big Russell Wilson fan, but I think they're, when you have that high of a, a football IQ, and which I do think he does have, um, I think he's going to be able to figure it out. I just don't think physically he has the, the tools or the gifts that he used to be. There's really no burst anymore. There's no quickness. When he gets out of the pocket, he's not able to make people miss. And I think that's the reason why we see him struggling so much for the Broncos. We saw them blow up on the sidelines today. Hopefully they get some of that uh, firmed up and wrapped up heading into next week. Yep, it is not great to say the least. And in terms of a team that is the exact opposite, one that I was feeling lower on and now I'm feeling better and better about, it's the Commanders. I feel like this is a team that you sort of bet them until they lose sort of thing slash not cover because with Taylor Heineke, they just seem to respond to him differently. I was talking about this with the Jets, but I'm also noticing it with the Commanders. When you had Carson Wentz out there, they look completely disjointed. And with Heineke, is he great? No, but he's gotten these guys to respond and fire on all cylinders. Yeah, I love this theme that you're talking about, the quarterback and the rest of the team. I think once a team loses 
faith or loses confidence in a quarterback, you see it right away. It's not subtle. You see it on the game. You see their their faces, their body language, and how they speak about the team afterwards. But you're you're mentioning guys that uh, you know the teams really believe in. Like they rather play for Heineke over Carson Wentz. They rather play uh, for Mike White over. Zach Wilson, guys like that. So I agree with you. I'm very excited for this Commanders team. I didn't touch this game personally. I honestly, full disclosure, would have been on the other side if if I had to bet the game. So I'm glad I didn't touch it. Washington looks like a great team, and the NFC East is is beasting again. Yes, the NFC beast, it is back. And something that is back, Monday Night Football. We're going to get the thoughts next of Albert Wynn, better known as analytics capper, right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSN Cyber Monday deal is on right now. Sign up today and become a VSN Pro subscriber, and you'll get a daily recap of all the top plays made by VSN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and the bets are moving for every single game. Deep dives, daily betting reports, plus our upcoming College Bowl and Super Bowl guides. The new VEASAN annual pro subscribers are also getting a $30 credit to the VEASAN store. The VEASAN store is a great place to shop for VEASAN sports, betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry up because this is a limited time Cyber Monday offer. So sign up for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Always great to have Albert Wynn, the analytics capper, on with me. And Albert, let's dive into Monday Night Football. It is the Steelers. It is the Colts. The Steelers are currently a two and a half point underdog total on this game, and we're between 39 and 39 and a half. I had to take a side in terms of our Visa bets giving. I took the Colts laying two and a half, mostly because I just cannot trust in Kenny Pickett. I wish I had more of a diverse handicap of like 50 different reasons, but <laughs> this is a game that pretty much I had to play, and I said, you know what? I want no part of my contest being on Kenny Pickett in this spot. Do you have any sort of a side or total that you're feeling a little bit more bullish about? Yeah, Greg, you talk about trust for the quarterbacks here. It's hard for me to trust either quarterback. Uh, Matt Ryan did um, play a lot better after his benching, right? Um, But he just it's just hard for me to trust him, especially at home. With that being said, we are seeing two really bad offenses here. Pittsburgh's only averaging 17 points a game. Uh, the Colts are averaging a little over 15 and a half, two of the worst offices in the league. The under seems really, really easy. Every bone, every fiber of my body is telling me not to take it, but I, I think I have to here, Greg. I I don't believe in the offense here. So a very correlated bet here, not only the under 39 and a half, but I think they're going to ride both uh, running backs really, really hard, Jonathan Taylor as well as Najee Harris. So as a player prop, I like Najee Harris over 17 and a half rushing attempts that's not yards because i don't know if he's going to get enough yards i don't know if he's going to get a touchdown but i think they're going to milk him a lot so over 17 and a half rushing attempts and i think we're going to see a a ton of three and outs all game long so i think he's going to have a lot of opportunities yep i'm right there with you and that's one of the props i was sort of taking a look at as well because for this visa bets giving i've got to take some sort of player prop i'm thinking because i am currently right there with gil alexander third place i'm down a little bit over $100, and I think that I'm going to be opposite here of Dave Tooley. Dave Tooley, a very notorious underdog better. Watch, he's going to flip the script on me, and I'm going to feel like a complete <laughs> moron, but 
That said, I'm probably going to need to hit a little bit of a plus money prop here. And something that I dug up over three and a half field goals for the entirety of the game at a plus 125. You think that this is worth a look because I just take a look at both of these teams and you just mentioned it. Both of these quarterbacks are relatively untrustworthy. What I find interesting is that the Steelers have not really gotten a lot of sacks. They're averaging fewer than two per game. A lot of that is without TJ Watt, but I think that there's going to be a lot of opportunities where these teams are stopped at like the 25, 30, 20 yard line, what have you, and they have to settle for field goals. Yeah, I do like that look, Greg. I mean, the total right now is 39 and a half. It's a really odd number. Uh, the game is playing indoors, so you don't have to worry about the weather when they're kicking field goals or, you know, wetness of the balls or wind, things like that. So I do like that look a lot. And you're right, two struggling offenses, which usually means two really bad quarterbacks in the red zone. So I do like that there's there's going to be a lot of field goal attempts or maybe they're going to go for a lot of fourth downs. We'll see. You'll 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 figure that out or you'll find that out really early in the game when we see our first fourth down situation. But I do like that over three and a half field goals. All right. That sounds good to me. That is one that I'm very much looking at. I will review what I actually go with in the final segment of the show. But that's it. We've also got a very interesting primetime game, one that is going to be better than this one. That is going to be coming up for Thursday. How about if we have Bills versus Patriots right now with the Bills between five and five and a half point favorites, depending upon where you look and just such a fascinating spot because both of these teams, they played well last Thursday. They were playing on Thanksgiving. So both of these teams are not going to be at any sort of a rest disadvantage or anything like that. Jordan's game is anywhere between 44 and a half and 45 as well. And I think that this is a little bit correlated because with the New England Patriots, they've had a tough time scoring all season long. I think that an under proves very well for them, but I know that you're aware of this as well as I am. The Bills have actually been a very good under team this season. It hasn't necessarily rained as true the last few weeks with the way that they've been scoring a tad bit more, but I do think that it's an interesting spot, but I still do think that if you see a higher scoring game, it is going to bode a bit better for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, you're right, Greg. Those numbers, uh, you know, add up. The Bills are eight and three overall, but they're only three and eight on the over. So it is. It's been an under team all season long. They only give up a little over 18 points. That's really impressive because they're usually blowing out teams, and they're still being, they're still able to hold them down. With that being said, the Patriots here. Last time we saw them was in Minnesota. Um, it, it seemed like they were getting, you know, really bad whistles there. In my opinion. It was their first game in five games where they gained over 400 yards. So they had 409 yards against the Minnesota Vikings, who have a really good defense. Um, but a lot of that, you know, was was New England playing from behind. Before that, they were under 300 yards, four straight games. The Patriots' offense have been struggling, especially with uh, Matt Jones at the helm. With that being said, though, I think I like the five and a half here, Greg. The last time we saw these two teams match up head-to-head, was last season's NFL playoffs, and I think the Bills beat them 47-17. I think they're still scoring on the Patriots, <laughs> to be honest, and they're only five-and-a-half-point dogs uh, in this game. Again, Thursday, uh, a lot of things, weird things happening mid- middle of the week. Uh, Greg mentioned it. There's no rest advantage or disadvantage here. But the Bills are only 1-4 and four against the spread in the last five, while the Patriots are 6-2. and two. I'm going to ride that trend. I think Bill Belichick is good at covering. Yep, and what else I think is going to be very interesting to dive into another game for Week 13 is what we're going to be seeing out of the L.A. Chargers because we were mentioning it with this being a little bit of a 
earlier game, and we've seen some very interesting results in the AFC in general. The Chargers being able to pull off that win against the Cardinals and going for it on two and getting it, that's a big momentum booster, and they're going up against a Raiders team that they are also riding very, very high with their Sunday win. And overtime, they go on the road, they get it done against the Seattle Seahawks. So I do think that it's an interesting dynamic with the Chargers going from being a three-point favorite on the look at line to a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Where do you stand on this game? Because I do think that it's just a spot in general that is very unique for both of these teams. They're coming in riding a bunch of momentum, but I do take a look at this Vegas Raiders team, and I still don't know if I'm willing to trust them because each other last two wins, they came in overtime, and they came in, shall we say, very strange circumstances. Yeah, if you're looking purely at the line, it does read like it's a Raiders play, to be honest. With that being said, though, the Chargers are still playing for something. The Raiders' season is pretty much done. Uh, they could win now and still not make the playoffs. They're, I believe they're sitting at yeah four and seven, whereas the Chargers, with that two-point conversion against the Cardinals, are now six and five and still have a really good shot as at a uh, you know playoff wild card there in the AFC West. They average 23 points a game, give up 25 points. Uh, they're very very similar when it comes to their points per game and defensive points per game given up. But the Chargers, I mentioned this on a previous show, they play really well away from LA. They don't really have a home field advantage in LA uh, at their new SoFi Stadium, but away from LA, they are 5-1 and one against the spread on the road. So uh, it's going to be a tough one right now. I do lean the Raiders at, you know, with the line moving that way. Um, but right now, as far as motivation is concerned, it's all on the Chargers side. Absolutely. And then I know that there was one thing in terms of a player perspective that you were taking a look at as well. I think that you're pretty sure that the NFL's MVP award, it is signed, sealed, and delivered. Take me through it and how you feel like it's still, even at the current number, relatively good value. Yeah, I think the biggest um, the b- biggest reason why I like Patrick Mahomes to win the NFL MVP, and I've, I've liked it for the last couple weeks now, I was a big believer in Josh, Josh Allen. He got hurt, and you know, especially after uh, the Bills went into Kansas City and beat Kansas City, I thought it was going to be Josh Allen's award to lose, but... Patrick Mahomes, if you look at his numbers, there's no one even close. Um, There's no one close in terms of yardage, uh, passing touchdowns, the lack of interceptions. Jalen Hurts has been having an unbelievable season, and he is number two on the MVP list. And the Eagles are 10-1. and They're probably going to finish with the best record in the NFL, and he's still a 4-1 odds when it comes to MVP. So I think the market is telling you it's Patrick Mahomes and it's only Patrick Mahomes unless he gets hurt, and I, I don't think he's going to get hurt. I, I think he the Chiefs look like they're focused. They lost Tyreek Hill uh, you know, in the offseason, and he's still having great numbers. So I do like Patrick Mahomes moving forward. If we're going to have a competition where you have to choose um, an MVP that's not Patrick Mahomes, whether it's Tua or Josh Allen or um, you know Jalen Hurts, I think it would be Jalen Hurts, but right now I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes is Pretty much a done deal. What do you think? Yep, I do think so as well. Like you said, the only thing that can slow him down is injury. And that's just something that you really cannot handicap. But you do a great job handicapping a little bit of everything, Albert. Always appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you so much, Greg. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, you and your family there in Vegas. And uh, I'll be be visiting you soon, so we got to meet up. Absolutely. I am looking forward to that. And also in the final segment, looking forward to giving you my th- my bets giving prop along with what I like in college basketball for Monday here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. 
Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great, too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. We are calling all soccer fans to lace up your cleats with BetRivers Online Sportsbook. 
With the World Cup in full swing, now is the time to check out Bet Rivers because if you log into Bet Rivers every single match day, you will get a free $10 bet when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has all the latest odds, lines, and boosts to be able to create a perfect match day experience. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on the action as it is a whole new game. This is the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Big thanks to Albert Wynn, better known as Analytics Capper, who joined me the last two segments. In a few minutes, I'm going to give you guys the prop that I'm going to be going with with Betsgiving. I recognize I might be a little bit of a moron showing my hand because all the competition, they're now going to be able to strategize. That's okay with me because you know what? We've got, we've got Moxie. We are going to do it. We're going to throw out our hand and just say, you know what? You guys can beat it if you want to. So we're going to be doing that in a few minutes. First things first, so... Got to give you guys my DK Nation pick on the hardwood. Hopefully these get a little bit warmer because I'm running into some, well, unfortunate breaks to say the least with seemingly every single team that I take falling apart down the stretch. So we're not going to be taking a team with this one. We're going to be adjusting here. 807-808 on the board as it is Mississippi State playing against Omaha. Omaha is a 24.5 to a 25-point underdog. Your total on this game in between 129.5, seeing a straight 130 out there as well. And, we're going to be going with the DK Nation pick, the total, and I'm looking at the over. For one, something that I've just really noticed this college basketball season, I'm sure that many of you guys have as well. When games get really out of hand and when they're big, giant blowouts, that leads to it becoming happy action fun time to utilize the phrase of our good friend Wes Reynolds here at the network where you got a lot of guys throwing up a lot of shots. You've got some just teams in general letting up a bit more on defense and it becomes a bit more of an up and down game. So that is a little bit with this because I did set Mississippi State as a 27-point favorite. I'm actually willing to lay this Mondo number with them. But on top of that, this Nebraska-Omaha defense is not good to say the least. They were in the bottom three in all of college basketball last season and points allowed on a per-possession basis. They've improved a little bit this year, but it's hard to say that they've really improved that much as Nebraska-Omaha, 294th in the country, points allowed on a per-possession basis. 300th and opponent's three-point shooting percentage. Mississippi State currently shooting about 30% from three-point range, but they played against a relatively solid competition going up against a team like a Marquette a few days ago. So I do think that that is really going to be able to help them out. And Mississippi State, they also do a good job of giving them opportunities by not necessarily just setting up their half-court offense, but by being able to get second chances because they rank fourth in the country in offensive rebound rate. They grab an offensive rebound on 40% of their misses, and they're able to turn defense into off- offense as they are currently generating a steal on about 18% of opponents' possessions. That is the second most in all of college basketball. Nebraska Omaha may turn the ball over 15 times for contest. That is 279th in the country. Omaha, last season, they were a little bit more up-tempo, but... This is a squad that it looks like they're getting back to their old ways of giving up a whole bunch of points. They were able to get the job done and get Southern scoring 88 points in that game. So they're clearly able to put up a few points on the board as you've got someone like a Frankie Fiddler in February of last season when the team was just looking for any sort of a spark. He was averaging 19 points per contest thus far this season. He and Markel Sutton, pair of six foot seven, little bit of combo players. They're combined to average 10 and a half rebounds, about 22 and a half points per game. And then on the flip side for Mississippi State, you've got Tolu Smith. When fully healthy, I believe that he's one of the better big men in all of college basketball and really doesn't get the shine that he deserves. He's been able to pump in there right in the neighborhood, about 15 points, 11 rebounds per game. Someone like a Shaquille Moore, I think, is going to be able to get things going as well as 
He's been, for the season, a little bit more pedestrian, but does a good job of being able to generate some turnovers as well. This is a Mississippi State squad that they're not going to be taking a whole bunch of threes. They're not a team that is necessarily doing well on that front, but they do a nice job driving to the rim. They've got a bunch of big men like a DJ Jeffries who feels like he's been in college basketball for forever and a half. He's able to give you five and a half rebounds per game. Cameron Matthews has a little bit of versatility as well. I do like the overall makeup of Mississippi State. A little bit of a slower team, but I do think that with the Rascoma, they're going to be left open for a bunch of very good looks, and I do think that they're going to be able to turn defense into some fast-break offense. So DK Nation pick is going to be on the over, semi-total more around 135, and with Mississippi State, did make them a 27-point favorite, so want to lay between 24.5 and 25 with them. Now let's dive into Monday Night Football. We have to pick this for bets giving, and with this Colts versus Pittsburgh Steelers game, Let's call it what it is. Not necessarily the world's greatest primetime matchup, but that said, you've got a total between 39 and 39 and a half, and the Colts cross the board, they're two and a half point favorite. We had to take the side in terms of our bets giving sort of extravaganza, and we had to take one prop. And with bets giving, I did side with the Indianapolis Colts. I'm willing to lay it with them. I took it right now because. If this gets to a three, because we're allowed to place this bet pretty much anytime before the um, game kicks off, but I just fear that this is something that gets to three on game day. Typically, when it comes to primetime spots, you do see a lot of action come in on the favorite, and I don't want to run that risk. If this goes from two and a half to two, I'll just eat it. The fact that I don't get that extra half point, so on the two, I'd be getting a push instead of the loss I'd be taking with two and a half, but you go from two and a half to three, it puts you a much more dire peril. And you know what? We have decided that we are going to be landing on the prop of this game, sort of what I'm talking about in terms of this probably being a game which you wouldn't want to lay three, but you'd rather lay two and a half because I think that there's going to be a lot of field goals in this game currently at DraftKings. We're taking a look at the game props market, and I was noticing in terms of field goals, hey, you know what? There, they've got over three and a half field goals for the entirety of the game at a plus 125. I asked this to our good friend Albert Wynn a little bit earlier, and I like the over in this spot just because I think that you're going to have a lot of possessions that they just die out inside like the 25, the 30 yard line. You've got two teams that let's call it what it is. I have not been able to light it up on offense, and you've got a Colts team that ever since Jeff Saturday took over, they have been able to do a little bit of a better job of being able to move the ball in general. They're a team that has been able to put quite a few field goals up on the board. As a matter of fact, for the Indianapolis Colts, they have had multiple field goals in both of their games with Jeff Saturday as a coach. So I feel a little bit good about that. And for the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know that Mike Tomlin is not going to go off the reservation and do something stupid like go for it in some sort of situation where you should be just taking the points as well. So I feel good about that little aspect of it. And for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I just can't trust in them moving the ball overly much just because Kenny Pickett, he's had a lot of drives stall out all season long. Three touchdowns to eight interceptions. I was sort of taking a look at Kenny Pickett and his interception prop, and that is one that I like as well. Minus 120 on Kenny Pickett to throw an interception is something that I can firmly get behind, and that's something that I'm going to be firing in on myself. But because of where I stand in the contest, myself and Gil Alexander are right around 3A, 3B. We're tracing Matt Humans. We're also chasing Dave Tooley with Dave Tooley because he hit that Raiders money line. 
That means that I probably need to make up a little bit of juice on him. So that's why I'm going with a little bit more of a plus 125 here rather than that minus 120. Because out of both of those props, I do think that you're a little bit more likely to be seeing Kenny Pickett throw an interception. Because, I mean, it's got the name Pickett right there. He's living up to that name. It has not been too terrific for our good friend. He hasn't thrown an interception in the last two weeks. I was against the Saints. I was against the Cincinnati Bengals. But I don't think that he's necessarily going to be lighting it up. And you just take a look at the Steelers for the entirety of the season. It's been a case where they've had to settle for quite a few field goals all season long. They have made 19 field goals in 10 games this season. So they're averaging right around two per contest. If the Colts live up to their average of two per contest as well, which I really think that they are going to because this is a Colts defense that they've been relatively respectable for the Steelers. I think that their numbers are a little bit misleading as well because keep in mind, TJ Watt was out of the fold for over half of the games that the team has played this season. So the actual amount of points that they've allowed and is a little bit heightened by that. I think that you're going to see a lot of that. And in terms of another player prop that I do like, I know that Albert brought this up and if it were at plus money, I would be taking a shot on it as well. Instead, you'd be laying a little bit of price and I fear that if I would were to hit it, I still just would not be in position to be able to win this contest. And that would be the overall rushes prop of Najee Harris. Not the rushing actual yardage prop, but the amount of times that he is going to carry the ball. It is currently at 17 and a half, minus 135 juice. It's a little bit juicy, but with the Pittsburgh Steelers, not a team that is really airing it out too much with our good friend Kenny Pickett. And for Najee Harris, he was a little bit banged up towards the beginning part of the season. Since he's come back, they've really been running him. In the two games that we have seen in the month of November that he's played in, 20 carries against the Saints, 20 carries against the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that they're going to be feeding him, and they're going to be feeding him quite a bit. And I do think that this is going to be a little bit of a boring, a little bit of a mundane game. So I decided that I was going to be riding with the Colts because I cannot trust Kenny Pickett whatsoever. And with regards to this total, if you're looking for that as well, I just think that we're going to get a very dry game with a bunch of field goals. So also taking a look at this little under and pro tip for our number three here on vsim, vsim.com slash subscribe for all these. Look at the way that a team is responding to their quarterback and adjust your handicap for them. Jets seem to have responded very well to Mike White and also the Washington Commanders with Taylor Heineke. And we always respond well when these two gentlemen are on. Mitch Moss and Paul Howard on Follow the Money, 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order.